three, four, five, let's go! from the plastic microphone studios deep in the heart of Cajun country. This is Fave 5 for Vans. Yes, that's right. Fave 5 for Vans, number 92 in the Apple Podcasts chart from Nigeria. Uh, I'm your host, Jamie Ray, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. We have got a weird show lined up for you out there in the podcast universe today. But before we get to the episode, I would like to take a minute for this week's Fave 5 fan shout out and who are we shouting out well i mean we're not shouting out at i mean it's a shout out but we're basically saying hello anyway seth the mad scientist yes seth that beer nut himself has been a huge voice of support for the faith five so for a very 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 long time always with a smile and a cup of joe seth's a great guy his twitter is at beer nut one and he never fails to bring a smile on a down day Seth is a great guy, and you should, I think I just said that. That's how great he is. But make sure you visit Seth and tell him that Fave 5 sent you, because Seth, he's the Fave 5 fan of the week. I don't know. I should have come up with like a sound to go there. Anyway. A little sparkly note. Yeah. And now you know. Hey, who is that voice? I just heard someone talking to us. Ah, maybe it's just possible that that's our guest for the week. This week, I've invited author of Weird Me, the book that follows a moderately successful webmaster of Weird Al Yankovic fan site. That's not true. She's really more than moderately successful, but you just got to go from her bio. From minor minor notoriety to jet-setting on concerts to earning a stalker to recently going to a world premiere of a movie, I think, this Weird Al book, Weird Me, showcases the awkward and true intricacies of an adolescent spent carving out a corner of the internet frontier in dedication to the king of parody. Of course, I'm talking about Kelly Phillips. Kelly is here Zooming today to discuss our five favorite Weird Al songs. And I haven't quite said yet if they're parodies or originals because I'm very interested to see what's on her list. So for now, we'll just call it songs. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jamie. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited. It's it's the great week. And I'll, I'll tell you, I have purposely not gotten to see Weird yet. Ooh. Because my wife is on a vacation. So I've constant. I keep hearing about Madonna. And I'm like, I gotta see. No. Yes, she has a, a little bit of a part in that movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hear. I hear. And then I, I get, he's got a cameo, too, as his uh, mentor. Um Dr. Demento, but again, I haven't watched it. <laughs> Feel free to spoil it if you, well, you want. Are, you are not alone. I had a friend actually texting me last night saying that she was finally getting to it and her mind was just 
exploding as she was texting me. So you're in for a treat when you, when you finally get to it. Yeah. You got to see it earlier though, right? Tell us about that. I did. Yeah. Um, so Weird Al was actually wrapping up his tour, uh, at the end of October and he had a day off between, uh, the show here in Philly and the one beforehand. And on that off night, they actually had a premiere of the film in Philly at a film festival. Um, so I don't think it was the world premiere. I think it was the world Philadelphia premiere at the very least. At the very least. Um, very first time it was shown in the, the city of brotherly love. Um, and he got to, you know, surprise the audience, come out and introduce the film, had a very cute intro um, where he was saying this is the most acclaimed entry into the Harry Potter franchise. Mm-hmm. Um which, you know, we all resoundingly agreed with. And then we got to see the band sneak into one of the back rows and watch the movie with everybody. Oh, and it wow. was it was hooting and hollering, outrageous laughter the entire movie. So it was, a, it was a really, really fun experience to be able to see it with a bunch of fans. And I was actually getting to sit next to a couple of Weird Al podcasters that I'm friends with, mm. uh, Dave and Ethan. And they made sure to sit next to someone who had not seen the movie yet. And I think it's because they wanted to see a raw reaction to their own surprise cameo as extras in the movie. Oh, wow. So I, I had a very, very fun time seeing this movie with with a, a big gaggle of, of fan friends of ours. Is that what you call a bunch of Weird Al fans? Gaggles? We no, might be a gaggle. Yeah, there's got to be another be a... word for it. There's, a, there's an entire book about what you call groups of things like yeah. like like crows you know you get you get three crows and it's a murder so i don't know we'll have to come up with a name for the weird yeah Al i had a um i had the pleasure of doing a book cover for uh, a book called weird Al seriously by lily e hirsch and mm-hmm. she i think calls everyone weird alcoholics <laughs> <laughs> something like, of that nature that. <laughs> yeah so speaking of books, that is really one of the reasons, that's the main reason, um, that I reached out to you because you have a really awesome book that I mentioned earlier called Weird Me that um, started off or, or, or I found out about on Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, and that was a couple of years ago, I think. Oh, yeah. When did I publish that? I think 20... 20- 17, 2018 is when yeah. I may have printed that version oh, of the book. Yeah. Okay. And that's where that, you know, so I, I, uh, I helped pay for your lavish yes. lifestyle, you know, you but, financed uh, <laughs> me. You are a, you are a patron of the arts. You owe me. Um, <laughs> Hopefully I but, mailed you your copy. You did. <laughs> um, so why don't you, um, why don't you tell us why you are here today? Because you're like, you're the you're the person for this list. So tell us all about you, all about where it be, and all about all of the Kelly P. Comics stuff that you do. Awesome. Well, I'm always very honored when people think of me when they think of Weird Al. I get all kinds of really awesome stories from people, and and I get called in to you know participate, and know about things because of my obsession with this man. So uh, yeah, very pleased that you asked me to come on to do this incredibly important list. This yes. is going to be definitive and definitive. and debated. Um, right yeah, no, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I discovered Weird Al, I think, at the age that most people of a certain age do. Um, I was, you know, about 13. Uh, discovered Weird Al after the Saga Begins song came out, which is a oh, yeah. parody uh, describing the events of Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Uh, which yes, is a movie Gal, that I was that movie. 
Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. Visceral reaction. I should not have interrupted you. Please go ahead. <laughs> no, it is, Um, you know, it's, there are people have feelings about that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And my feelings about that movie were primarily that um, it it introduced me to Liam Neeson, who I became absolutely obsessed with. I was inconsolably in love with Liam Neeson. Would you say you were taken by Liam Neeson? I was absolutely taken aback by (laughs) how much I was obsessed with Liam Neeson. So I actually saw that movie in theaters uh, an embarrassing number of times so that I could just continue to watch uh, the love of my life die on screen. Um, But then... (laughs) You know, one thing led to another and a friend of mine at the time called me up and said, hey, there's this music video playing on TV right now where this guy is just singing about the movie. And this is back when um, I'm not sure if this was too regional or not, but we had this channel called The Box, which was a call in music video channel where they would just, you know, play little previews and clips. Yeah. And then you can call had something in. like that down here. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a completely lost to time relic <laughs> of, of a certain age. Thanks, YouTube. Yeah, right. Now you don't have to spend like $2.99 to see a music video or just wait all day camping out, hoping someone would play it. Um, but I convinced my dad to call in and get this song played because he was like, oh, are you discovering Weird Al right now? Um, and awesome. I was instantaneously hooked on anything and everything that he had to do with um uh-huh. i had very very uh supportive and patient <laughs> parents who would <laughs> uh indulge this very new hobby of mine um so with this book of mine weird need details is that the only way that i could truly express all of the feelings and fanhood that i was developing at the time was to build an html based website so i i took a book or i bought a book actually from a, a bookstore about how to make an HTML website. <laughs> um, I did it. And then uh, I had many subsequent adventures for a few years of my life where I was completely consumed by my my Weird Al fandom. Oh, I thought you meant your Liam Neeson website. Okay, yeah, no, that makes <laughs> a lot more sense. No, I think Weird Al somehow, uh, even though they, they occupied very different parts of my heart, <laughs> um, Weird Al won out when it came to the uh, the art form of having a website made in their honor. That's awesome. And so you must have a lot of communication with other burgeoning web uh, and and veteran web Weird Al fans at that point. Yeah, what was cool is I actually um, came across uh, this guy who I mentioned earlier, Dave Rossi, uh, Dave Elvis Rossi, who ran, I think, probably the biggest fan-made Weird Al site at the time. Um, he was relatively local to where I was. So we ran into each other at a few concerts and uh, we, we became friendly online and, and I, I met several other web masters of the day um but dave is someone that i actually have now gotten to reconnect with as an adult you know 20 plus years later uh so it's been it's been a real treat being able to you know see where we are now um for me to have to deal with the embarrassment of admitting that i put him in the book (laughs) and having to (laughs) be like you're on page whatever uh and he he always tells me how uh offended he is that i gave him such hairy appendages in my <laughs> cartoon depictions of him um but no that's been it's been super awesome it was awesome at the time i think it's even greater now to be able to to reconnect with people like that and and realize you know we still kind of have this shared uh obsessive interest in this musician <laughs> oh that is awesome and and so now uh can you do you still have like a, a, an internet archive version of that somewhere? 
I will say that the uh, the Wayback Machine is unforgiving in its <laughs> uh, its record keeping of anything that's ever been on the internet. So uh, it existed there, and that's actually where I needed to go to uncover some of my files because I had a lot of the source material from digging back on my dad's old computer, you know, mm-hmm. 20 years later, because <laughs> he also doesn't delete anything and still had the computer that I used um, wow. in the year 2000. I like him already. <laughs> I know it was, it was useful for me. I had to do a lot of self-research. So that was, that was an important artifact to uncover. Um, yeah. And I actually republished the original version of the website on my website. It's kind of a hidden link there. So I can, uh, I can share that with you if you'd like to uh, see see my artistic contributions to HTML. Um, but yeah, I, I had a I had a real fun time digging that up and seeing how how mature I thought I sounded as a thirteen year old writing this website because it needed to be it needed to be up to par. So I was yeah. I was trying my best to be very 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 professional. Yes, very. Pro- I'm sure it came across. Every thirteen year old <laughs> can really fake it. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. fake it till you make it. <laughs> And speaking of your website, why don't you tell us a little bit, because it's not just Weird Al that you love today. Yeah, I am I am a cartoonist, um, and I tend to make a lot of comics about uh, my own life. I make a lot of memoir comics. I'm, I really enjoy and, and love reading and making autobiographical works. Um, so I have several stories that are either based on my life or inspired by some of the ridiculous things that I do and and come across in my day to day. Um, I have a series called the catalog, which is a pun. It's my every single tale about growing up with a crazy cat lady, which is my mom, a veterinarian. So it's a, it's a collection of, uh, no, we, I mean, cats are carnivores. That's vegetarian. Never mind. Sorry. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it's a collection of stories about all of the the cats that we grew up with since we had quite a full household of animals. Um, and it's just kind of, you know, an all ages, random recollections of fun and quirky stories. Sometimes they mm-hmm. get a little sad, as they will. But uh, that's, that's one collection I have. I have a parody book as well okay. called Oh, the Things You Won't Know, mm-hmm. which is that. a parody of the, uh, the evergreen Dr. Seuss graduation book. Um, and I, I consider this the, uh, the, when you're in college book to receive, and I've had a lot of parents give this to their, uh, their recent grads as as a cautionary tale (laughs) about, um, I call it the, uh, it's a, it's a susical ode to a drunk girl's night out the details of which she'll know nothing about. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) you got dirty diamonds too, right? Yes. And my, yeah, my, my, my real baby that I do with one of my, my longtime friends, Claire Folkman is this comics anthology that we were the editors and publishers of called dirty diamonds. And it's an all girl comic anthology, um, which means we accept works from any women, femme creators, gender marginalized creators from around the world. uh, And we ask them to contribute autobiographical comics around a theme. So we've done 10 books over 10 years. Uh, We actually, the 10th issue is the final installment of this iteration of the project. And that was the death issue. So we are literally killing it. It is a collection (laughs) of stories about death. Um, And it's, and it's been something we've been trying to get up off the ground because it was originally slated to be published in the spring of 2020. Mm. So there was nothing going on that time. There was literally nothing going on. 
Uh, we ran a very successful, wonderful Kickstarter at the beginning of that year, and then <laughs> so it's been it's been a slow trickle release, which has kind of meant that it's been a nice, long, celebratory slow march. Yeah, let's go grave. with that. <laughs> so well, that is awesome. still that is still a very fresh project for us, and okay. and we love getting it out in people's hands. And all of that can be found uh, aside from your website, also on Gumroad. Yeah, Gumroad is where you can download uh, uh, digital versions of all of these comics. You can get PDF copies. And then we also have a web store on Store Envy. Um, and you can access all of that from my website, which is kellyphillips.net. Okay. And then you are on Twitter and on Instagram at Kelly P Comics. Yes. All right. So we can find you. All of my 13 listeners will be flooding <laughs> your website. If it crashes, I'm so sorry. But, you know, now that I, you know, number 92 in Nigeria and I'm 91 in Hungary, Ooh, I mean, it's just You're nationwide. transcontinental. What? Hey, watch your, oh, wait, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I don't know where these things come up. I get, I just get an email every once in a while and I'm like, wait, what? I'm what? <laughs> I'm Nigerian. Yeah, I remember, I remember being surprised when we were in the early days of Dirty Diamonds, we we would put out uh, open calls for submissions online, which means, you know, people from anywhere can come across it and submit to you. And we were getting a lot of people submitting from Eastern Europe. Oh. We're like, where did they all find us? We're getting lots and lots of girls from these countries. And we loved it. The comics were amazing. We still, you know, we published a couple of those girls for, for many, many years. Uh-huh. We were like, how did we ever get there? It's weird. It's <laughs> Gotta love the internet, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that is awesome. Well, um, so I guess um, everybody out there is really hungry now because mm-hmm. we have been talking about Weird Al. Um, and the one of the reasons that we're doing this right now is because, like we said, Weird, the Al Yankovic story, uh, has just come out on Roku streaming, um, played by some new guy, Daniel Radcliffe. Um, not sure who he is. He's gone um, places. Yeah, probably so, you know. But it's it's great. It's got uh, Evan Rachel Wood. It's got Rain Wilson. You're going to see a lot of cameos. Even Mr. Yankovic himself makes a cameo in it. Um, so I knew I needed to strike while it was hot. Mm-hmm. How do you like that, huh? Um, so what we've done is I've asked Kelly to make a list um, of her five favorite Weird Al songs. So I want to ask you right now before we can get started, are they all parodies or do you have an original song on your list? I was actually curious myself how this would play out. And I think there's only one parody that made it onto oh, my list. Oh, wow. Okay. This is going to be fun then. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, before we get started, I would like to take a moment and give a um, my fave five weird owl facts. Thanks to mentalfloss.com, from which I um, carefully picked these. Um, and let's see how many of these you knew, because I know you're a new okay. Weird Al fan. Uh, My Bologna was recorded in his bathroom. Yes, that, that right. is a fact. And uh, uh, one of the only true events you will see depicted in the movie. Okay. <laughs> um, like a Surgeon was Madonna's idea. 
Oh, yeah. That, oh, that is a fact I forgot that I knew. Ah, and, score one for me. Yeah. Thank you, Internet Mental Floss. And I think that actually makes uh, the, the plot of the film a little funnier, if you know that yeah. fact. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'll yeah. keep that in mind. Uh, and, of course, this is easy. Smells like Nirvana. Nirvana. Ugh. Smells like Nirvana actually revitalized his career because it yeah. brought a whole new generation of people to his uh, his love. Yeah, there was uh, a came off off of the album uh, off the deep end, which mm-hmm. I think came after a few, you know, more middling success records. Um, I still think they're incredible records, but yes, I'm extremely biased. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was definitely a big jump back into the uh, the cultural consciousness. And likewise, uh, Nirvana itself was so honored that Weird Al did a parody of their song that they thought that was the indicator that they made it. Oh, okay. Unlike Coolio, but I'm not going to tell that story. <laughs> hey, they they squashed it. that beef. That mm-hmm. beef. <laughs> squashed. Yeah. Um, Prince repeatedly refused to be parried. Uh, and even to the fact where he didn't even want Weird Al to look at him, where Prince's people reached <laughs> out to Al before um, a, a, an award and said, we don't want you even looking at him, which... I understand Al did not. So good for him. Yeah, yeah. That is a beef that was not squashed. <laughs> yes, it was not. But my favorite Weird Al fact, again, thanks to mentalfloss.com, is that singer Don McLean has confused his own American Pie lyrics with Yankovic's in concert because yes. he loves and listens to the song so much. Yes, I have heard that. And, uh, Boy, I would love to see that happen. What? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And that's the the <clears throat> the fave five weird facts for the show. Awesome. Uh, all right, well, that's great. Thanks so much for joining us. We, oh, wait, no, never mind. Not finished yet. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, I have asked you about some honorable mentions, and you do have some. I do. So uh, why don't you throw those on me? I'm so excited. I've got my ink pen right here <laughs> to write them in so that all of posterity. Listen, I'm going to click it. All right. Now we're ready. Mm. First, you. I have mm. to say that this process deeply hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm so bad at choosing favorites normally. I'm, I'm yeah. extremely fickle and I'm very much like, can you just ask me a more niche question and then I'll give you a favorite? Uh, um, so I really had to think about, you know, which ones have special meaning to me, which ones I revisit when I'm just kind of, you know, going through my playlists or ones I've gotten especially excited to see live, especially on this last version of the tour, which was all like deep cuts and originals. Oh, cool. So I, so I tried to use that as my, my North star through this process <laughs> and I procrastinated as long as possible to oh, of course. this list so that I wouldn't agonize over it. Of course. So I, yeah. And I also Stuck to the rules. I was like, okay. I'm only going to choose two honorable mentions. Otherwise, wow. we'll go into my in-consideration list, which probably has like another 10 songs on it. Wow. That's no one's ever done that before. Uh, <laughs> hey, I can go through my whole long list. <laughs> these are the most honorable mentions. <laughs> well, lay them on us, sister. All right. Well, I'll say the first one on my honorable mentions list is, of course, The Saga Begins, which is the Mm. parody of American Pie by Don McLean. Um, And it probably goes without saying that it's the most sentimental song to me because it was my gateway drug (laughs) into the world of weird alcoholism. And I uh, I, I just think it's a it's a top tier parody because I think it 
it captures both that, you know, that cultural pulse moment of parroting a, a movie that was just released. Like Weird Al actually was cruising different, uh, what is it, RSS feeds from the <laughs> from the late 90s, trying to get all of the fan rumors that he could to piece the plot together so that he'd be able to see the movie, make micro changes and release it like a couple months later. Wow. Um, so it's, I think, just an incredible job of 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 spoofing this movie but also pulling back in a song that wasn't of the time it was something that was much more classic yes. and and i think kind of there's there's an element of comedy on top of that where you're pulling in such a classic to talk about something so contemporary and wildly different in subject matter yes so i, I think it master. hits a lot of it hits a lot of the right notes for me as far as what makes a parody successful and funny on multiple repeats. Exactly. Exactly. I can't agree with you more. That is a perfect pick. And the video was just so much fun. I mean, it's just yes. it's the, the, the unplugged in the round type look to it, you know, where they're all still in their Jedi stuff. It's, it's a masterpiece. So I, yeah, I totally I, agree. That, it's, it's a music video that's burned into my brain. Like when I close <laughs> my eyeballs, I'm sure it's just playing constantly on my eyelids. I watched it so many times. Yeah, it's it's I think it's just great all around awesome. as a parody. Well, that is a strong, strong start. But what is your other honorable mention? My other honorable mention is from his very first album. It's an original called mm-hmm. I'll Be Mellow When, when I'm Dead. Oh, okay. and it is a vibe that I love to return to frequently <laughs> in my life. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm not even sure that it's a uh, style parody necessarily, which is um another element of his music where he'll he'll do a pastiche of a band right uh but this one is very much just uh like a screw you man i'm not gonna calm down i'm gonna always while out (laughs) and i'll be mellow when i'm dead that's awesome i don't know that i'm familiar with that song well i think it's it's quite a treat and it was hard for me to not put this in my top five but i i needed it to live somewhere on my list so it is my other honorable mention and his first album what was it what was it called? Uh, it was the eponymous Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, okay. You know, I remember being in a record store one day and seeing a a, an, a Yankovic Polk album, and I was like, "Oh my God, this must be his grandfather or his uncle." <laughs> and I bought it because it was like a buck. And then I got home and did the research, and I'm like, "They're not even related." What the hell? Oh, Frankie Yankovic, right? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like, there's how a. How is that possible? There's a story that um, uh, you'll see this in the movie as well, that the only reason that Weird Al ever took accordion lessons was there was a door to door salesman Uh selling uh, music lessons. And the choice was either an accordion or a guitar. And his parents, with the foresight that they had, decided there needed to be one more accordion playing Yankovic in the world. (laughs) So they chose for him the very cool path of accordion lessons. Very cool. (laughs) Oh, that's all wonderful. All right. Well, I, uh, I'm going to start off mine by breaking my own rules. Well, no, Ooh. I'm going to start off with what song cannot be not mentioned. And not so much because of the Weird Al song as to the fact that it was in a movie that Ooh. I absolutely love. Uh, it was actually my favorite um, uh, organized crime gangster movie. I'm, of course, talking about Johnny Dangerously, where Weird Al sings, This is the Life. Yes. That's from his Dare to be Stupid 1985 album. 
Um, but you're familiar with it, obviously. Absolutely, I'm just, yeah. I'm just gonna assume you're familiar with every song, so I'm not even gonna ask that anymore. Yeah, safe to say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was commissioned for the song uh, for the movie, and um, I love the movie, and I love the video because it is so much the movie. It um, really is. And I've got little favorite um, lyrics. So I've got a solid Cadillac. I'm not going to sing it either, but <laughs> you're welcome. I got a solid gold Cadillac. I make a fortune while I sleep. You can tell I'm a living legend, not some ordinary creep. Thank you, Weird Al. Yes. Um, I love that, that song. Is the only reason I ever saw Johnny Dangerously. So really? that was that was quite a treat for me to bring that my, into my life. My father hugged me on a hook once. <laughs> once. Um, now. Interestingly enough, I was listening to the Weird Al 80s takeover on SXM radio this week mm. to find out. Now, this song is This Is the Life. Weird Al loves an Oingo Boingo song called Ain't This the Life. So oh. it makes me wonder if that was kind of in his head when he made this song. I do so, think he is uh, always thinking fourth dimensionally like that. Uh, so it is yeah. very. Very possible. Yeah, that was, by the way, if you have it, uh, you can go on uh, on the web and you can listen to that anytime now because it's in, it's in rotation now on the website. Um, really interesting because he plays uh, a lot of the songs that he loves. So not just his stuff. He does play one of his songs, but anyway, it's great. And so then for my first honorable mention, I am I am sandwiching two songs together. Ooh, I like they, all this rule breaking. This is right. Fun. You know why? Because I'm the ball. It's my yeah. show. And I can, if you make that. the rules, you can break the rules. <laughs> and if we don't, if, you know, if there's an issue, I can always go to the judges and I can ask them. Um, I will tell you that they pretty much always agree with me. Um, yes. I see them nodding along in the background. There you go. There you go. They know their place. Yeah. Um, so I have sandwiched eat it and fat together. Mm. But, you know, get sandwich, food, you know, uh-huh. I'm always thinking third dimensionally. Um, oh, wait, no, that's four. Never mind. Um, so I, I love the fact that Michael Jackson loved being parodied. Um, I think it's so great. And it goes, I'm not going to go down that path. I, I always thought that Michael Jackson um, was such an artist. Um, and then for someone to take his work mm-hmm. and make it funny without making fun of something, and for them that person to love it like they did, like what I read that they did, um, I just think it was it was amazing. So Beat It came out in 84 from um, Weird Al Yankovic in 3D, and um, Even Worse came out in uh, 88 with the parody of yes. Bad for Fat. Uh, I will have to say that fat wins out uh, of these two. Uh, if nothing else, just for the dancing, um, roller skating <laughs> guys yes. in the subway. Um, I love it both. You better listen, better do what you're told. You haven't even touched your tuna casserole. You better chow down or it's going to get cold. So eat it. I don't care if you're full. Yes. I heard that so much. There are kids in other countries that are starving. I will be happy to package this up and send it to them. (laughs) Um, Your butt is wide. Well, mine is too. Just watch your mouth or I'll sit on you. Uh, The word is out. Better treat me right because I'm the king of cellulite. Ham on, ham on, ham on, ham on. (laughs) Now, 
I had heard for a while that there was a bunch of uh, brouhaha from people because um, they looked at this as body shaming recently. Mm. But I then just recently saw an article uh, by Al where he talked about the fact that it's not about body shaming. It's about body positivity. I yeah, I did see uh, he did an interview recently where he talked about that. And and I agree that that was usually the take that I had on it, that he was, you know, saying like, I'm fat, deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I think, you know, some of the critique could still be that, you know, doing a song about being fat is a little bit of low hanging fruit, so to speak, which is, yeah. you know, I think also Al's own opinion at this stage of his career about food songs in general. <laughs> um, but but I do think it's it's meant to be more celebratory and and maybe uh, ages a little bit better than some other songs that maybe cover similar <laughs> subject matter. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I agree no. with you on uh, on on the whole Michael Jackson element of it too, because I, I think you're right. He was such a like a like a genius musician mm -hmm. and was also famous for having such tight control over the way that his songs were produced and right. how they sounded. So yeah, for him to, to be kind of joyfully giving control over to someone who's going to turn, you know, at least, at least beat it was, I think a relatively serious song. Yes. Um, and to be so spoofed like that and to have such worldwide uh, success for him to just be kind of celebrating that I think kind of speaks to what kind of, artist Michael Jackson was that he was always very much about the music and and about you know having the best product possible and just giving the reins over is is yeah a pretty big deal and there's a huge amount of trust in that too yeah you know so I agree well all right those were both honorable uh yours and mine I mean yes yes uh, you know mine were more honorable than yours but I'm not, I'm not I don't you know it's not a comparative thing <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying there is no value assessment no no just when I say that. my picks were better yes. than yours. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we have finished our honorable mentions we are now ready to dive head first into your number five favorite Al song that's right people we will be going in descending order from her, I wouldn't say least favorite of the five, but I would say the fifth favorite of the five. And then it would be followed by four, three. I think it's still two and then one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. We're going to go that way. Even if it's not, that's the, that's the way we're going to run. So give us, Kelly, your number five. All right. And this five as well, I tried to do uh, in the quickest way possible so that I couldn't second guess myself. So I'll probably argue with myself over time about this ranking, but I'm sticking with it right now. Stick it, girl, girl, girl. to it. So my number five is a song called Generic Blues. Oh, look at you. And this, I believe, is also off of the first album. Um, ooh, that's really testing my credibility right now. Right? But yeah, this is a song about uh, just having the blues generically. Just okay. things are bad. You feel bad. And I'm going to sing a song about feeling bad. And I think the uh, the tenor of it is kind of set right from the start where the opening lyrics are, I woke up this morning, then I went back to bed. <laughs> and it's just kind of a song about giving up. <laughs> um, and, and it's honestly, if you listen to it, it is a phenomenal blues song. Okay. And I think uh, I read once that B.B. King actually said that it was one of the best blues songs ever written. Wow. So it is, it's, it, it is really high marks just as a blues song. And I think it is a song that I laugh at every time that I listen to it because there's just so much like getting over the top, carried away ridiculousness in it. 
uh-huh. to to you know Al telling the guitar to make it talk, make it talk, and it's you know this kind of wailing guitar, and then it's going on too long, and he says, "Okay, now make it shut up." <laughs> it's just a lot of a lot of elements are at play there that I think are just continuously funny. Oh, and another I've always one I had a blast. Heard. Oh yeah. wow! I've always had a blast seeing that one live too. Speaking of, how many concerts have you been to? That is a great question because recently I needed to quantify that for myself. Um, Hold on, let me let me me Google quantify. Hold on, (laughs) quantify and qualify. Got it. Um, Because I was also curious with this last tour, uh, it had a slightly different set list every night. So I was starting Mm -hmm. to wonder, you know, am I just forgetful or have I not heard this song live before? (laughs) So I did all this digging to find all these old set lists to make a definitive list of every song I've ever seen live. Wow. Um, And I also love a spreadsheet. Yeah, I I did. (laughs) I had a long meeting to sit through. So I uh, (laughs) occupied myself. Because I always need to be doing multiple things at once. Um, let's not diagnose that. No. <clears throat> so, yeah, I now have the uh, a lovely spreadsheet where I've done all of this calculating. But I have seen, um, looks like 29 shows. Oh, my God. And if you really want to, if you really want to understand how sick I was as a teenager, uh, 20 of those were before I was uh, 16. Wow. That so, your parents loved you. I know. I recently uh, had to give my mom a huge appreciation for how much she indulged me, <laughs> uh, and I took her to the uh, the show that I just saw in Philly and gave her the whole VIP ticket experience. <laughs> so oh, okay. It I was one I of my a picture. Did y'all take a picture together? We did. Yeah, part yes, of the, the VIP experience is you get to uh, to get a photo with Al after the show, and you get uh-huh. to get a signed item from him afterwards which I'll say before the pandemic was a little bit more intimate because uh, yes. now it all happens with this, this like shower curtain between you to keep it yeah. as, as safe as possible for him because he did get sick early on on the tour and had to postpone oh, no. some dates. So to, to avoid any possible interruptions, they keep it very, very safe and separate. So it's very hard to hear each other through the, the, oh. the shower curtain. And they also then kind of like Photoshop you together a little bit closer in the photo. Yeah. So it, they all look a little uncanny valley if you look closely <laughs> enough. Um, and my mom looks terrified in this photo, which just tickles me to no end. That's awesome. So, <laughs> 29 shows. 29. So you got your spreadsheet there. How many live songs have you heard? Ooh, my account by song. Um, Any duplicates are okay. Yeah, no, I have my list of all the duplicates because I wanted to also capture all the different tours that I've seen them on, all the different versions I've seen because I'm a mm-hmm. lunatic. Um, yeah. But it looks like if my formulas were all correct, I have seen him perform 83 different songs. Wow. And that includes covers that he's now been doing on these uh, ridiculously self-indulgent vanity tours of his. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the most Recently, I got to see him do uh, Elton John's Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. That's cool. Wow. God, gotta love Excel or Google I Sheets. Do. Yeah. Well, same, same diff. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. So, sorry. That was really great. Number five was uh, the generic blues. Yes. Highly recommend generic blues. Yes. Well, we will be making a uh, Spotify playlist to go with this. Oh, nice. But all of our songs will be together on here. Um, Fabulous. So I can't wait to hear that one. I've been listening to Weird Al all week in preparation. Nice. Um, 
So my number five is only number five because it's not number six. Because there's no number six. Because my number five is the song's just five, six words long. Mm. Also from Even Worse, 1988. I, I don't know why I love this song so much. <laughs> It's just, it's that weird way where he's like, you know, sometimes when you, when you can't do something or come up with something, you're just like, oh, it's just, well, okay, here, take this and it'll be fine. I feel like that's what this song is. Cause it starts off with just the song is just six words long, just goes over and over. And so yep. you're like settling in thinking, okay, well, he's going to spend the next three minutes just singing six words. And then he <laughs> surprises you. With, uh, oh, you got to have a music. You really need catchy music. The song's got plenty of music. But just six words, Charles. <laughs> this is so. one of those songs that when I hear the original on the radio, uh, you can hear some parts that he lifts directly from it. And it yeah. still works with the concept of making fun of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know what George Harrison, I didn't do the deep dive on this one. I don't know what he felt about it. But I've got to imagine he's got a chuckle. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, I would agree. Yeah. So it's it's a fun song. Again, it's from Even Worse. Um, I don't think it had a video. If it did, I couldn't find it. No, I do not believe that has a, an official yeah. video. But I did see a, um, a a live version of it, and I thought that was really fun. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Not, not live in person. I've actually never seen Al in person. Oh, you are going to be in for a treat someday. I know. You know, I don't know that he comes down this way. Uh, I think he, uh, he's lately on these tours been making a pretty good spread around the country. All right. Well, I'll have to check because, you know, we Dallas is only about six hours from us. So that's <laughs> quick drive. Yeah. You <laughs> laugh, but I used to do cons all the time where mm. we would do what we call suicide trips and we'd wake up and leave <laughs> at like four in the morning, do the con and then drive back and be home at like two or three in the morning. Oh, boy. Plus, I, was, I was much younger then. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now I like to do the uh, the extra night in the hotel instead. <laughs> and then I drive home on a full night's sleep. <laughs> there you go. I'm so with you. <laughs> well, if you've gotten enough sleep, why don't you give us your number four? My number four is a song. Ooh, I'm going to also fact check myself because. No, girl, just throw it out there. We'll just make yeah. fun of you later if it's wrong. I know, please do. But it is a song called Dog Eat Dog. And okay. it is a pastiche of the talking heads. So this is a song that is all about the corporate grind, how it's a okay. dog eat dog world in, in corporate life. But because it's done as a talking heads pastiche, it's very frenetic. It's very uh, punchy. It's got a lot of internal conversations going on. But it's this guy just thinking that he is having the best time of his life in his corporate career and that everyone around him thinks that he's the best. Mm -hmm. um, and he has all these little breakdown moments where, you know, he's he's eulogizing about his, or eulogizing monologue blogging maybe about you know his his stapler and is that his precious stapler um so I, I like it because it's it's really unhinged and I like anything that's super frantic like that I think that's super fun so again another one that's great to see live because you, you get to see Al's total dynamism within this song um wow. all around you know just a perfect talking head song as well that's awesome there's there's some of his songs that are like that it's like they he spends so much time enveloping himself in what they sound like. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he comes up with a song that, yeah, it could be on their next album. Um, oh, that's yeah. Really, yeah. He, that's, he really digs in deep and tries to get, you know, like what kind of, of like vocal in 
inflections does the yes. artist tend to make? What kind of rhyming patterns do they use? And really gets into their head. Yeah. Now th that must play very well with, and I can't think of the song from it, but um, the, the Mandatory Fun album mm. has a song about corporate, uh, I don't know, I can't think of it right <laughs> it's, now. It's like you, corporate lingo. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that probably parries right straight into that one. Yes, uh, absolutely. And listen to you pulling out all the originals. God, <laughs> what a true fan. I know. These are the ones that uh, I come back to all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's what it's supposed to be about. So speaking of mandatory fun, actually, and I did not mm. plan it that way, um, my number four is Handy. Ah, yes. Mandatory fun. I just think that's such a fun song. Um, you know, it's a, a parody of Fancy by Iggy Azalea featuring Charlie XCX. Oh, yeah, I, I follow them all the time. <laughs> um, it's I'm so handy. You already know. I'll fix your plumbing when your toilet overflows. I'm so handy. I'll bring you up to code when your dishwasher's about to explode. And it's just, it makes me feel like if Schneider was on tool time, that's what this <laughs> video would be. <laughs> um, fun little song, um, fun, fun video. Um, I know you're familiar with this one. See, I'm not even asking anyone. I'm making a statement. Yeah, um, what was cool about Mandatory Fun was he released, it was at least 10 videos over 10 days. Wow, I didn't realize that. I knew he had a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was a, I think it was a really smart uh, marketing tool to get people mm -hmm. excited for the the album. So yeah. yeah, a lot of songs that might not necessarily usually get a, a video got videos. Yeah, I actually, that is the first uh, Weird Al album I ever bought all digital. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I don't have a, a physical copy of that one. Wow. But uh, yeah, I thought it was very, uh, I mean, it was what, 2014? So I'm like, you know, I'm not going to download it. Uh, <laughs> physical Napster media is dead. Physical media is dead. <laughs> uh, of course, then I turn around and try to buy on vinyl. But anyway. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's my number four. Um, again, it, like you're saying, there's a lot, there were a lot of videos for it, but this one was so much fun. It just um, uh, he he again he eats up the screen, but in a in a very dignified you know well. So uh, anyway. and balanced okay. a strike. Thank you. <laughs> he does a very good job. <laughs> um. All right. So now we will bounce back to your number three Ooh. favorite Weird out song slash parody slash original slash video slash yes, in yes. person. All right. This is one I've never seen live and I think oh. would actually be one of my top ones that I wish I could see live. Uh, uh, we, we we don't use that T word. One of my favorite ones that I would love to see live. You can believe it. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to come up with a buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the shock. Um, so this one is a They Might Be Giants pastiche. It's another original um, off of yes. the Bad Hair Day album. And it's called uh, Everything You Know Is Wrong. I actually heard this song. Yes. But it wasn't because of any of this. It was on a streaming and they were talking about Talking Heads. I mean, they might be giants, which you can actually dial in and they will play a song for you. You dial like an 844 oh, number. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they're like, and the, 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 the guy was like, and if you don't like this one, you can listen to the Weird Al song. Nice. And, yeah. <laughs> And again, I think it just speaks to how much he gets into the, the head of these artists that they're like, yeah, this just is another They Might Be Giants song. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one, I, I mean, this is now I think I, I'm noticing the theme in my favorites here that it's yeah. another unhinged one. 
Uh-huh. Um, it's it's very much just this running narrative about this person having like uh, I think more or less an existential crisis <laughs> throughout uh-huh. the journey of the song. Uh, it tells a very long story about um, how this person keeps running into completely nonsensical, uh, just incongruent things going on throughout his day. Um, like someone taking off their prosthetic lips and talking to them. Um, and the the chorus is that everything you know is wrong. Black is white, up is down, short is long. And everything you just thought was so important doesn't matter uh, because everything you know is wrong. And this has one of my, I think, all-time favorite comedic tropes in it that if you do any sort of like smash cut to funeral type of joke, I will mm-hmm. always laugh. That is okay. an instant key to making me laugh at something stupid. But write that down. And this, okay. uh, this is a song where, you know, he dies midway through and then it just keeps going and he keeps telling you it goes on in the afterlife. <laughs> um, so that that will always get me deep down. That's hilarious. Well, it's but funny, it's just but... so, so happy go lucky the whole time that he's singing about these absolutely bananas events that I, lo- I love a good uh, a good contradiction like that. I just love the fact that you you have gone um, for all of these original songs. It just makes me happy because you are truly, you know, you're 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 the fan. <laughs> you're the really fan. I, I love, and it's it's funny. I, I was never a big They Might Be Fi- uh, Giants fan, and this came on. I don't forget what channel it was, um, but the song was "Put Your Hand in the Puppet's Head," mm. and I'm thinking, hmm, okay. And then I hear the song, and I'm like, okay, this is yeah, this is probably why I'm not. Nothing wrong with them. They're just not a fan <laughs> of them. So then to know that this is the song he makes afterwards, it's like. It makes, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I do love when he he gets the style down, but the subject matter is not at all what this artist would make. <laughs> Very true. Well, that's a that's a good one. So you have not seen this one in live. I have not, and I don't I've... know if he's maybe even played it since uh, yeah. since it was fresh on that album. If you want, I'll I can make a call right now and and have him. No, no you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to impend on his artist. Integrity. No, he's. He's but resting. He was yeah. just touring for six months and he debuted yeah. a movie and all this I, other nonsense. Yeah. I won't I'm going to make a note and I'll call him. I'll give him a little bit of rest time. In yeah, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll in a few that happen. Maybe yeah. in the new yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll make that happen. Um, <clears throat> okay, so my number three is a song that I forgot how much I loved. Mm. And in listening to this, I just made a huge playlist of all of the songs from all of his albums uh, and just put it on random and just let it go. And I totally forgot how much I loved I Want a New Duck yeah. <laughs> from the Dare to be Stupid album. Uh, it came on and I, I instantly just was flooded with memories of, of this song and of me singing this song. I Want a New Duck, one that won't steal my beer, one that won't <laughs> stick his bill in my mail, one that knows the duck stops here. This and, song is in such a category in my mind of just like the absolute dumbest parody ideas. <laughs> I say that lovingly. Lovingly. Like, lovingly. man, oh man. <laughs> I mean, I do a new job. And I don't know, I, I found it while, while doing this research. He was on, Weird Al was on uh, Jimmy Fallon. Um where they they all get into the room and they have mm. they, and do an instrumental version of it, and oh my god, I fell in love with that. I tried. To, <laughs> I, I need to record it so make it my ringtone. But oh, just I want a new duck. <laughs> yeah. Anytime people bring that one out, I'm like, yeah, you yeah. can't forget you made that. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you seen the video? 
where Huey Lewis gets revenge on Weird Al for this song. No, but I saw something, uh, an article about it, and I was like, what? Because when I was doing the research about it, um, it kept saying that Huey Lewis had lyrics in it. And I was like, so please tell me that. Mm, So yeah, I I forget what it was produced for, but there's this video that is a shot-for-shot remake of the infamous scene from American Psycho, where he dons the uh, the the poncho and uh-huh. and you know executes his uh, frenemy, um, and it's uh, Huey Lewis inviting Weird Al over to his apartment, which is very much uh, the Patrick Bateman <laughs> apartment. Uh, and and Weird Al's going on about like, oh yeah, no, it's really cool of you that you that you let me make that song, and, and Huey Lewis then uh, uh, murders Weird Al. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's and the whole time ass. I believe they're playing, uh, I, I forget if it's either the original or the parody, but uh, yeah, Huey Lewis exacts his uh, 30 year in the making revenge. That is hilarious. I'm going to find that and put a link to that. Oh, <laughs> so he's got, he's got the clear poncho. Or the, mm-hmm. the, oh, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. You know, yeah, Weird Al really likes to die in his <laughs> media. <laughs> Again, it just screams to me how awesome he is and how people love again they know they're not being made fun of you know yeah it's the real secret of him that he is genuinely one of the kindest people like anytime mm -hmm. that I've had you know my brief interactions with him he is just so like caring and humble and and complimentary um he he's always said kind things to me like like genuinely sweet and kind things and I think that's everyone's universal experience with him did you give him a copy of your book yeah that that was actually uh yeah that was a great experience for me where um I I saw him after a concert down in Atlantic City and this was pre-pandemic so the meet and greet experience was a lot more organic and you got to you know just like come up to him and have a conversation uh, but we, we, you know, they would have you take a quick snapshot and then you would get to hand him something to sign. So we took a photo and he was giving me this kind of weird look because I was holding my book about to give it to him. We were like, okay, we're getting shuffled into this awkward <laughs> photo first. Uh, and then I stepped back and I was like, hi, Al, I made this book. And he he jumped up and said, Kelly, and he gave me a big hug Aww. and told me, uh, I, I bought this book off of your web store. Me and my wife loved what? it. Um, and I was like, in back of my mind, I was like, yeah, I know I fulfill all these orders. I saw your wife <laughs> order this and I've never known why or what happened with it. I kept waiting um, for the letter from the attorneys, but <laughs> I know I was like, can, can I know what you thought? Uh, but he told me that he, he really enjoyed it and he was happy to have the, the new collected version. So, so Al bought my original like zine versions of these. Oh, wow. Um, so he was, he was, you know, <laughs> right there from the beginning. And you had his address. <laughs> I know. I, um, I still think about that. It's still somewhere in my inbox. Um, but I'm not a creep, unlike several people who have talked to me at conventions. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I did get to give him a copy of it. Uh, and and since then, he's always remembered me. Anytime that awesome. I've seen him, uh, I was also invited to be part of a comics collection that he's uh, publishing uh, later this month, actually. Wow. Yeah, it's through Z2 Comics. It's called The Illustrated Al, and it's all uh, comics adaptations of songs. And I, I'm pretty sure they're majority original songs for the, the full comic adaptations, at least the ones that I recall seeing. Uh-huh. Um, so I have a very short comic in that book as well. So That's because I made cool. that comic, I, I now get 
ushered along into this book that he was involved with. There you go. And maybe you'll go on a touring session with him. Yeah. And that the song that I did a uh, a comic of did not make my list, even though I was considering where it might need to fall. So maybe it's Ooh. a uh, it's it's a, an extremely honorable special low grade mention. <laughs> well, we no, we need to know what that song is then. What what is your Z two comic song? So the song is called "Since You've Been Gone," mm-hmm. and I think it is one of his shortest official songs. It, it clocks in it maybe about a minute and a half long. Um, I, I believe Al's shortest actual song is called Let Me Be Your Hog, uh, but we won't go there. <laughs> um, it's, all uh, it's, either, it's either that or a hidden track called Bite Me, um, which I think you can only get on the CD version of, of Off the Deep End. But Since You've Been Gone uh, is a, an acapella song that the the whole song goes on about how, you know, since you've been gone, which is a, a loving partner. Uh, he feels all of these horrendous things. So it's like he stuck his hand inside a blender and turned it on. <laughs> uh, and then the punchline of the song is that I feel almost as bad as I did when you were still here. When you were still here? Yep. Oh, that's <laughs> so, awesome. <laughs> so this whole comic I had to draw was like torture porn. So I'm just drawing <laughs> Al getting maimed in a million different ways. And the whole time I was it. scripting it out, <laughs> he did. He told me, he's like, oh, you did a really great job. You killed me in some really great way. I really hurt him so badly. So I'm just drawing him getting more and more bandaged and mutilated. And... That's hilarious. Yeah, so I think know. that comes out in a in a few weeks. We all know he likes to die. You know, he so. loves getting harmed physically, <laughs> gratuitously. <laughs> so that's my uh, my, oh, my your t- most tangent honorable. mention. <laughs> most honorable it. tangent. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> it's so much fun. Uh, <laughs> So let us now go to your number two. You're almost favoritist. I know we're we're getting into the serious territory. We are. You've spent a lot of time mulling over this, and uh, probably lots of lots of. uh, I had to make quick decisions. Mm -hmm. Quick decisions. I gave myself like (laughs) thirty minutes to do this. (laughs) So my my number two. The sword of Damocles uh, was hanging over your head back there. Yes, I made sure that I was positioned squarely underneath it yes, before yes. I, I started on this, this awesome. journey so that I had to expedite it. <laughs> um, so my number two pick is off of the uh, In 3D album, which is his second album, uh, and it is called Nature Trail to Hell. I love this song. That's actually <laughs> one that I'm very familiar with. Yes, it's a uh, it's a great, spooky, John Carpenter-esque almost Yes. Um, description of this fictional movie about a serial killer who's like murdering Boy Scouts and, <laughs> and just, you know, causing mayhem. Yeah. Uh, and it's just great. It's, it's, it's very theatrical. It's got, you know, a little satanic backwards verse in it. Um, it's just a really good time. I have a, I have a blast every time I hear this. And it's a song that I think also transcends into like, horror nerd fans like i i have friends in that camp who also love this song because it's such a great send-up of horror motifs and yeah it's it's a it's a really fun one so so just a little bit it uh, so i was i'm always been a huge horror fan if you if you look at my other episodes you know i'm all about horror um but in 1980 was this this was 84 yeah in 1984 um when this came out I had just finished about six or seven years in scouting. 
Ooh. And, you know, so I just gotten out of all of that and I loved horror movies. And then this song came out and I was 14, you know, so yep. it was just, it was this perfect storm. Of, yep. you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised in retrospect that it did not make my list because it was a very, um, it, it's really, it just really sticks out in my mind. Yes. That's, oh, I wonder if somebody made a comic for this for his season. I do think this one oh, yes this this one was offered to me. I was given a short list of ones to choose from and because I had uh, only about a month to do it I chose the shortest song on the list. Um <laughs> And you did it the night before it was due? Uh honestly yes. I am not good at deadlines. So I I was even maybe like a day late, but I think I technically made it on the deadline day. Yeah. But mean, this was one national codes and stuff. Yeah, and I was like it's fine. Yeah. I always ask for forgiveness. Not permission. Um, But no, this was one I was very tempted to do, but felt like I I was very intimidated to do it. That's awesome. I've got to, I've got to find this E2 comics because this sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, And then maybe I can get an autograph copy. I know. I keep wanting to suggest that they should organize like a book release party or a signing tour. And then all of us artists can hang out and maybe, you know, set you, you know, why not? South of France or something, you know, whatever. Hey, there is a fantastic comics festival that happens in Angoulême in France, and they can just send all of us there. It'll be fine. Uh, I mean, I think it sounds like you've already got it worked out. Yeah, we'll clear our schedules. We'll we'll, Mm -hmm. we'll make that sacrifice. Yeah, we'll we'll move some stuff around. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, oddly, it's so weird, serendipitous how this works out. My number two <laughs> is from 3D. Ooh, okay. As well. And it is such a fun song full of um, cameos, including Art Fleming and Don Pardo. Mm. Uh, and of course, Dr. Demento and Al's parents and even Greg Ken himself. <laughs> As Weird Al sings, I Lost on Jeopardy. Yes. Uh, classic. Oh, oh, classic. Don't know what I was thinking of. I guess I wasn't too bright. Well, I sure hope I do better next weekend on The Price is Right. I, I, <laughs> it's so good. It, it is. And that video is probably one of my, uh, I don't know that I would say it was my favorites, but I do love it. But one of his just most technical, most thought out, you know, I mean, oh, it's, it's so, it's such, such fun. And then of course the, the Don Pardo. Yes. Um, now I also read an interesting story that right around this time, and, and they didn't actually equate that this video and song happened to do it, but Jeopardy was at an all time low mm. and they were looking at possibly canceling it at that yeah. time. And when this came out, there started to be some um, more, you know, uh, talking about it and fervor and stuff like that. And that's when they actually decided to take that and Wheel of Fortune and put them back to back. And of course, here we are today. Yeah. Still going strong. Yeah. Stronger than ever, almost. So thanks to thanks to Jeopardy, uh, you know, you can you can think weird out about it. Yeah. And and that's an interesting one, because I think there's a phenomenon where because Al is so on the pulse of what is popular in music right now, he sometimes makes parodies that far outlive the original. Yeah. And I think this is one that may have more legs than the original. Like this may have been a song that that, you know, peaked and had its moment and waned. And I think it lives on a little bit longer because this song is so popular. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Because, you know, especially with, with Trebek's death, you know, which which was sad, but, but they were able to to keep it going. And I wonder if he's ever been on Celebrity Jeopardy. 
I do believe he has won Celebrity Jeopardy in the past. That would be so cool to find. And what you uh, might also enjoy, hang on, I'm in my studio. I need to grab this. Okay. So at uh, his concerts now, if you do the the whole VIP experience, which I, I recently did with my mom, uh-huh. um, you can play Weird Al Jeopardy before the concert. <laughs> And okay. it's uh, it's hosted by uh, J.W. Halford, who does an absolutely incredible job making this like a completely chaotic and dynamic experience. <laughs> uh, but they choose some random audience members. I happen to be drawn. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and I'm happy to say that I successfully lost on Jeopardy. Wow. And I won is... this little medal for doing it. Oh, my God. That is so cool. <laughs> yes, I, I got silver on Weird Al Jeopardy. Wow. So you lost in second place. I lost in second place. I'm not a true the big loser. loser. Yeah, I'm, the, yeah. I'm the first loser. That's okay. That's, you know, that's awesome. Yes. That's, that's very cool. And he handed it to you. And I bet you Al had touched it at some point. It, it is very possible that he has glanced at the box that these Look, medals are kept in. I'd say we just go with it. Yes. That, that Al personally hand painted each one of them. Yes. I, and, uh, yeah. There, yeah. It does smell like him. <laughs> you know, what's strange is. You actually do know what Al smells like. So. <laughs> yeah, he actually, uh, he sat on me at a concert once. So he had his, <laughs> I had his hair all right in my face. Did you have a slip him a five or something? Or was it just? I know, uh, it's like I should have goosed him or something. <laughs> that's mean. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, well, we have had a lot of laughs and a lot of <laughs> stories. But we still don't know what your all-time most favoritists song from yes. mr yankovic himself so i'm sitting down uh i won't fall out of my chair <laughs> i am ready to hear and have my mind blown yes Give this is one girl. that i think it came to mind right away and i had to really keep examining in myself is this it is this really it is it so simple and i think the answer was yes that my number one favorite weird al song is Dare to be Stupid. <laughs> Can't okay. fight it. It's it's a perfect song. It's a mm. perfect comedy song. It's a perfect Devo song. Yes. And it is just an anthem for embracing stupidity and letting it rule <laughs> over you sometimes. <laughs> I do that anyway without even noticing. Right? Um, yeah. So this was from um, which album? This is from the eponymous Dare to Be oh, Stupid album. My God, you love that album. I know it's it's a good one, honestly. It's it's got a lot of bangers on it. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, it's a it's a pastiche of Devo to the point where they've even said that Weird Al wrote the best Devo song. <laughs> it's great. You, it's timeless. You only have one cover. Yeah, I only have the one parody. Wow, yeah. parody. Thank you. That's amazing. So tell me a little bit about Dare to be Stupid. I'm I'm somewhat familiar with it, um, but let's pretend that I don't know anything about it. Oh, and wow. you can tell all 13 of my listeners about <laughs> Dare to be Stupid. Yeah. Uh, so it's the, the beginning of the song opens up with put down that chainsaw and listen to me. It's time for us to join in the fight. It's time to let your babies grow up to be cowboys. It's time to let the bed bugs bite. So it's just about all of these ridiculous things just in- Embrace them, let it happen, and dare to be stupid. Dare to be stupid. Oh, and, and you know, again, I said I think I do that on a daily mat. But, yeah. uh, and it really makes me think about how I've I've heard Al talk about you know just 
the staying power of comedic music, how a lot of times it's flash in the pan and people love asking him about, you know, how he's gotten his longevity and how he even stays, you know, passionate about it. And he talks about, you know, comedy is important. It's important to laugh at things and to make, and there's value in making things that makes people happy. And I think this is very much an anthem that is imbued by that spirit of just like silliness is good. Be silly, be ridiculous. And I think this song is just, you know, it's such a bop. And then to have that be the message under it, like, yeah, you just, you just get down. You're like, I will dare to be stupid, Al. I will. <laughs> I do. I, I so agree. You know, um, there's so many, like on Netflix right now, there's so many um, true crime and uh, <laughs> documentaries and stuff like that. I have way too much reality in my life right now. I need, mm. we all need more Weird Al, you know, because it's just, you got to laugh. You absolutely need to. Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to stick with reality shows, you need to watch the dumbest ones that are out there. <laughs> that. Get, get yourself some 90 Day Fiance and you will reignite <laughs> your inner laughter. My wife is uh, my <laughs> wife is half Japanese and mm. she's been watching Bling Empire lately. Ooh. And I'm like, why do you watch this? And she'll look at me seriously and go, I have no idea. because it's just because you can't not yeah i guess so actually you can not and i am i am the poster child of can't not am i gonna (laughs) watch one of those stupid shows no i'm gonna watch a 1984 horror movie called the dead slumber that has three (laughs) people who never don't even have pictures on imdb but damn it, it's not real. So that's what I you want. You know what you can do instead? You can dare to be stupid and you can watch Bling Empire. <laughs> <laughs> because everything you know is wrong everything on the nature you know trail to hell. Wrong. Yes. <laughs> and that's why you have the generic blues. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so we're finally at my number one, which as we all know is the most important. I'm very and, uh, excited. Yes. Well, you know, uh, it, it's not going to come as much of a surprise to you because we have actually discussed it already. Ooh, la la. This song is actually a bookend because the very first song we discussed was The Saga Begins from Running With Scissors. And my number one is The Saga Begins oh, from Running wow. With Scissors. <laughs> <laughs> you are so right. I mean, and of course, I know you know this is one of uh, at least that I know of two Star Wars songs yes. because he did Yoda. Yes. Very early. I don't think it was on uh, the very first album. No, I believe that's also on Dare to Be Stupid. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So I um, I heard um, that song and I loved it, um, but it was I don't want to say forgettable, but it, after time passed, it you know okay. But this song is perfect. My, my, this here Anakin guy. Maybe Vader someday later. Now he's just a small fry. He left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye, saying, soon. Soon I'm going to be a Jedi. Jedi. (laughs) I I just, this song, um, because I love Don McClain. You know, Mm. we love American Pie. We sing it. I brought my girls up on it. And so when this one came out, it it just, ah. I, I love it. I don't even know how to explain how much this is my, my favorite. I mean, it's got Star Wars. It's got the whole, like we talked about earlier, it's got that whole, the video has the feel of the unplugged, you know, he's wearing, you can tell. And then the fact that the story that you gave me, which I didn't know yeah. was that he, he did all this work. 
it literally, you can close your eyes and see the entire movie happening in front of you. You really can. And for how quickly this came out after the movie, like it, when I learned what he went through to, to piece it together and make a song about it, yeah. it's just so much dedication went into making sure that he could have this moment captured. I honestly, song. I didn't give it much thought, but I honestly thought he had been given a copy ahead of time. Oh, wow. Because of the Yoda song. Yeah. There was already the, the, the relationship that, you know, that they would treat it right. Uh, because it did. I remember when the movie came out, I took my godson to go see it. And this song was out not too long. And, and I thought, man, that, that was fast, you know? Yeah, yeah, it just uh, was there already. Please, but to, to know that, and then I love the, there's a little poster that... Um, yes, of for, Al with the shadow. Yes. And, <laughs> <laughs> I had both of those posters up on my wall. Oh, really? Yep, side <laughs> by is, side. That is awesome. Uh, I'll have a picture of it up there, but y'all have to see it. It's Weird Al went walking away uh, in Tatooine where instead of when it's a little Anakin, you see Vader... You see Al giving himself the uh, the nanner nanner. Yeah, um, with his hand up on his nose. Yeah. What is that actually called? A neener neener? I think neener uh, neener is actually pretty, yeah. yeah I think yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, it's universal. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you with how that song makes me feel. I think for so many reasons, just, you know, it being my first one, because of how much I loved Star Wars and, and was so deeply into The Phantom Menace for all the wrong reasons. Um, <laughs> and this is another one that I, I would be so excited for you to see live. Because ever since the Running with uh, Scissors tour, um, this has always been, this and Yoda have been what close out the show. Really? And and over time, it's evolved into this really awesome production where they'll get, like, the local Stormtrooper troops to come in. Yep. And, yep. and I have a friend who does it uh, out of the Boston area, and he's gotten to go on stage as, as one of these as well. Wow. Um, and they'll get a handful of stormtroopers. They'll get whoever their Darth Vader is to come out. And they all kind of like back him up during the saga begins. <laughs> and it's just this like, it, it's it's such a warming feeling seeing this song get performed that it, it just makes me so happy anytime I, I listen to it or think about Nerds it. Nerds unite. <laughs> so it's such a, such a perfect nexus of nerddom. That is awesome. Yeah, now I'm really excited now. I got to see him. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Wow. Wow, this has been so awesome, Kelly. I thank you so much for getting up early on Sunday, <laughs> uh, you know, and and doing this. This is just. Oh, thank you so much for having. This has been a blast. Uh, I love anytime someone lets me just pop off about all of the, talk, you know, all of the things I love about day. Weird Al. <laughs> and next time we'll have to talk about Star Wars because obviously, yeah. you know. I will always talk Star Wars and I have very strong opinions about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe on your uh, flight to the south of France, you can find the episode where Scout and I talk about favorite Star Wars moments. And yes, and and I think all of that is getting uh, thrown out the window with Andor, so I have to completely reassess. I know how that's blasting so much of my mind with with where I'm thinking about Star Wars rankings. Right, I know, and that's how uh, I haven't seen it yet because we had to stop at episode four. Mm. But uh, I saw Andy Circus is in it now. And they do not waste a moment of Andy Circus's time. Really? He is phenomenal. And I think this show has been getting like exponentially better with every single episode. It's That's what I've been un- hearing. It's, it's way better than it ever needed to be. Yeah. With no lifesavers. Like, and the whole Who thing. cares? Don't need them. 
Who's the Skywalker? No one knows them. (laughs) The people have no idea who Skywalkers are. They barely know know who Darth Vader is. There's so much more to explore and they're doing it so well. And doesn't it make you so mad that other Star Wars media isn't this good? (laughs) Actually, I'm not worried, not but mad that other Star Wars media isn't that good. I'm uh, worried that other um, medias in general, like why can't DC make something that's that much fun that isn't animated? Um, yeah. Wait, did I just say that out loud? I didn't mean to. Sorry. Hey, I, uh, I, I will. As a comic book lifelong comic book fan, I would love to get into that war. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, totally yeah. different. You know, totally different. But that's okay. I mean, I love, and a lot of fanboys and girls may argue, but I love what Disney is doing with both Marvel and with Star Wars. They're just like, hey, we're going to make stuff that's fun. And it's not your daddy's Star Wars. It's not your daddy's Marvel. You know, it's it's what yeah. it is for today. You know, the playfulness of it, I think, is its biggest strength. Yeah, my biggest my biggest problem with with all of this recently is the fact that uh, Kevin Feige didn't do the voice of K E B I N <laughs> on She Hulk. I just I can't. Yes, it's his hat, but I needed his voice, but he would. Not I think I think it keeps him more of a mysterious yes. uh, man behind the curtain kind mm-hmm. of atmosphere. <laughs> Wow. Well, this, God, it's been so much. You, even with your small amount of forced um, work to do in the one day before <laughs> you got it, uh, by God, you're, you just really brought it, girl. You taught me so much. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this no. is, this is um, stuff that sits rent-free in my brain for, <laughs> for decades. <laughs> I can't remember birthdays, but you know, I could tell you the order of the Al songs from the uh, honestly, that concert. is not not the truth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, also, I, I want to thank all of you out there in the podcast universe for joining us for this weird episode of Faith Five from Fans. Um, you can subscribe to the show through all the places that you catch a podcast. Uh, it'd be a huge help, seriously. Seriously, I mean, I don't ask for much. Jewels are nice, you know, a nice car would be good. But really, all I want is a five-star review, like on Apple Podcasts, or if you go to my Twitter, you can find a place there to do it. And, and you know, just, just tell people, tell people about the show, about how wonderful Kelly was on it. And, you know, if you if you find somebody who you don't like, let them know about the show, because maybe that'll waste an hour and a half of their life that they'll never get back. And, you know, that was because of you. I'm just saying. Um, you can find us on Twitter, on our website, on our Facebook page. We got one of them link trees that if you want to, and you if, if you go to our link tree, you plant another link tree somewhere else to help the planet. I think that's how it works. <laughs> um, again, Kelly, oh my God, thank you. You are uh, you're just so wonderful. And I, I love all of the stuff. I want everybody to go out and buy all of the things that you have and uh, keep you in the lifestyle that you're um, you're used to. <laughs> that I'm so glamorously accustomed to. <laughs> South of France. You yes. Know. <laughs> yes. Tax, tax uh, deductions galore. Galore. <laughs> no, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so glad to, uh, to have gotten to chat with you and, and have such a nerdy start to my Sunday. This is great. This is the perfect start to the week. Awesome. Now let's go have some of those fruity egg drink things that uh, Rocky eats. And, oh yeah. Um, you know, yes. that's, I mean, pff, we, every Philadelphian does drink one of those exactly. every morning. Yes. I, I didn't ask, but I assumed that you ran up the steps and back down every morning. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's our routine. You know, yes. we just have to do it. It's part of the constitution. I feel it. I feel it. All right. Well, great. Well, thanks. And uh, remember folks, as we say, it may not be the best. It may not be the most popular, but if it's your favorite, then it's good enough for us. 
Thank you for joining us. And Kelly, mwah, from the south mwah. of France. Yes. Wee wee. Wee wee. I have to go wee wee because I've been drinking a lot of orange juice this morning. <laughs>